0: We might think that a country with more developed animal welfare laws than another treats their animals better as a result. However, looking at animal welfare laws alone might not be indicative of how animals are actually being treated in that country.
1: The global food system is facing unparalleled challenges and changes. So, how can we reset for a better, more sustainable future? Introducing Control-Alt-Meat the weekly podcast that explores the issues transforming the global food business. I'm your host, Katie Briefel. Come join me as I speak to the innovators and investors, policymakers and product developers, the scientists and the chefs, who are all on the front line reshaping the future of our food. There's been a lot of discussion and concern about the implications of Brexit on our food system in the UK. Today, I'm joined by Alice Di Concetto, a consultant at Animal Law Europe, a consultancy she founded, which specialises in issues related to animal welfare in EU animal law and policy. She was also a comparative animal law fellow in the Animal Law and Policy Program at Harvard Law School. In this episode, Alice provides an overview of what animal law means and how Brexit is going to potentially affect animal welfare in the UK. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Alice, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. So the protection of animals in the law has been a topic of conversation lately. Could you give a bit of an overview as to why?
0: I would say the main reason is the link between industrial animal agriculture and climate change. Um, people are really starting to wake up to the fact that animal agriculture accounts for almost 15% of greenhouse gas emissions worldwide, not to mention significant degradation to ecosystems. Another reason has to do with, um, I would say, the undercover investigations conducted by rather courageous animal advocates on farms, on the trucks that transport the animals to the slaughterhouses and in the slaughterhouses themselves. Um, These images tend to be very shocking to the public, even though they very often show the routine functioning of industrial animal agriculture. And finally, lately, a bill proposed in the UK called the Animal Sentience Bill has stirred fierce debate over the protection of animals under UK
1: law. And for listeners who are less close to this, what really is animal law?
0: So animal law is often a contested term among academics and legal practitioners, but broadly speaking, um, I would say that animal law is the study and practice of laws that affect and have the potential to improve the treatment of animals. And when formulating a definition of animal law, I think it's also important to note that the study of animal law goes much beyond studying animal welfare legislation or laws that specifically relate to animals. It's also about identifying which laws can help animals, even though they don't directly regulate their treatment. So, for instance, when we think of consumer food labeling or false advertising laws, that might not seem on its face an animal-related issue. But when you dig deeper, some meat or dairy companies would falsely claim that the products they sell have been humanly produced which then does bring labeling into the domain of animal
1: law. Got it. And I definitely want to touch on the impact to the food industry of some of these debates. But before we do that, could you just explain what is the significance of calling animals sentient beings in the law?
0: So I think the answer to that question is really yet to be determined. Um, many, uh, many countries, such as France, Portugal, New Zealand, um, the EU also already recognize animal sentience in the law. But maybe I should explain what sentience is. It is the capacity to feel pain, of course, but also the ability to have emotional intelligence and to experience enjoyment. So going back to the recognition of animal sentience in the law, I think one has to keep in mind that such a recognition hasn't translated into legal measures to change the abysmal status quo when it comes to animal agriculture. But one possible benefit animal advocates in the UK might take away from the animal sentience bill would be that it would bring the law into closer alignment with public opinion, which in turn could put pressure on lawmakers to raise protection standards for animals. At the moment, because the UK left the EU, a pressing question is whether UK law will continue to recognize animals as sentient beings, and perhaps most importantly, whether the UK will lower its animal welfare standards. Depending on the trade agreements that will be signed in the next few years, there is a possibility that products from countries that have lower animal welfare standards might enter the UK market. For instance, the US uses drugs in animal agriculture that have long been banned in Europe, such as rectopamine in pigs or growth-promoting hormones in cows.
1: Got it. So you're discussing the law in other countries. Are there some countries that protect animals better than others or is it not as simple as that?
0: So, yeah, that question opens a lot of interesting comparative analysis. Um, We might think that a country with more developed animal welfare laws than another treats their animals better as a result. Um, However, looking at animal welfare laws alone might not be indicative of how animals are actually being treated in that country. For instance, we could say that France has more developed pig welfare laws than, say, Guatemala. But because Guatemala has almost no factory farms, you're actually better off being a pig in Guatemala than in France.
1: And so how is protecting animals going to be impacting food businesses and the the food system and industry going forward?
0: So that really depends on the extent to which a legislature is able and willing to protect animals um if you have a minimalist view of animal protection and you focus on minor changes such as a bit more space allotted for animals in cages the implications on food businesses are quite limited this has been the case in the u so far for instance where animal welfare legislation was revised regularly but each time to increase the space per animal by a few square centimeters only if you have a more ambitious view of animal protection, wouldn't that really challenges the root of factory farming by, for instance, ending all sorts of subsidies which indirectly and through a variety of complex ways prop up these cruel systems? The impacts, of course, become more substantial. These impacts uh, are that it will likely raise production costs, retail prices, and thus will reduce food businesses' profits food businesses will have to adapt by producing less and better or by transitioning away from animal agriculture altogether.
1: So some pretty important implications will be interesting to see how this unfolds um, in the coming months. So where can people go to find out more?
0: So maybe the first resource I want to mention is the Color Animal Law Forum, uh, which is um, which you can find at law, which provides positive examples of laws that can help animals in different ways fields of, and areas of legislation and policy. Um, The second one is animallaweurope.com and you can sign up to the newsletter if you'd like to receive the latest EU animal law and policy updates. Um, There are also um, so many podcasts out there uh, and I wanna mention um, Marion Sullivan's Animal Law Podcast. If you really wanna get into the nitty gritty of a specific animal law case, Uh, but I also want to mention the excellent Paw and Order podcast from Animal Justice Canada for maybe a broader audience and if you don't necessarily want to get into the technicality of a specific court case. Um, And finally, there are many academic programs like Harvard Law School's Animal Law and Policy Program, the Center for Animal Law Studies at Lewis and Clark Law School in Portland, uh nyu ceap program tel aviv university environmental justice and animal protection rights clinic all those programs are excellent if you're really looking for top-notch education programs and really high quality policy work
1: thank you alice it's a really helpful deep dive into an issue that i think is going to be front and center um, in the future so thank you so much thank you thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of control alt meet If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on social media to help us reach more listeners like you. You can also visit controlaltmeet.com to learn more.